You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We are live in the dining room of the Grand Hotel on Mackinac Island during the Mackinac Policy Conference, the once-a-year event when business and political leaders go north, get away from work and home, talk to each other in a different environment, and maybe come up with uh, some different ideas about the challenges we face uh, as a state. This week on Mackinac Island, Lieutenant Governor Brian Kelly launched an effort to make Michigan's legislature a part-time job. It's an idea that's been thrown around a lot for quite some time, but this could be the most serious discussion we've had about it in recent memory. Joining me now are some of the people who would be affected by such an effort. Sam Singh is a state House minority leader, a Democrat from East Lansing, and Jim Ananick is the state Senate minority leader. He is a Democrat from Flint. Jim and Sam, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks Thanks for having us. Before we get started, we need to note that uh, we invited Arlen Meekoff, who is the state Senate majority leader, to be with us here. I believe he's going to maybe join us in a bit. Uh, He did accept that invitation. He's not sitting here right now, so we're going to get started without him. We also extended an invitation to the Speaker of the House, Tom Leonard. Uh, He just said he didn't want to come on, and boy, I'm a little puzzled about why that would be true. Uh, He and I haven't seen eye to eye on a lot of things uh, for a long time, but uh, the idea that he might not come and even speak to us, a little bit of a shock to me, but, uh, but we'll move on from that now. Uh, Jim and Sam, uh, again, welcome to the show. Let's talk about this part-time legislature idea. I wrote a column yesterday in the Detroit Free Press expressing the view that I'm not, not a big fan of this, uh, but it's mostly because of the environment we have now. Term limits uh, have made it really impossible for uh, legislators to, to even find the bathroom before they're packing up and, and moving on to something else. I think part-time would make that worse. Give, just give me your quick uh, reaction to the, the idea. I'll start with you, Jim. Yeah, I mean, I think we should first note that obviously the lieutenant governor came to a policy conference about economic development and the issues st- facing the state and made it all about him and decided to sort of use a gimmick to launch his, uh, pre- uh, his gubernatorial campaign. And I, I think, you know, gimmicks should be treated as such. This is not a, a serious policy uh, conversation he's trying to have. It's a, it's a tailoring to the, to the right wing of his, ba- of his base. Uh, and, you know, I think it's a bad idea. I mean, I think it's, uh, I was a teacher before I came yeah. to Lansing. I mean, I don't know how you expect me to, you know, unless we're uh, planning, you know, the, ed- the, the Republican policy on education has not been good for our state. And <laughs> if you want to have me leave a classroom for a, a, maybe a, a marking period and a half, I don't know how you expect kids to, to, to be, in, you know, to, to, to have a, that, that kind of disruption. Uh, and, and that's just one example of how, how bad it is. But, um, you know, I don't. I, I think it's. You know, it doesn't save that much money. I think it. 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 It waters down the people's. The people's body, and I think it's just bad. Uh, bad policy. I get people are angry and they want to see change. Yeah. Uh, there's way. There's ways to do that. There's getting money out of politics. There's, you know, raw, drawing uh, lines that are. They're based on population, not based on political ideology. Uh, there's plenty of things we can do that. That I think that can get people more accountability. I don't think I think the part time would go the opposite direction. Yeah. Sam, yeah. If you take a look at the last six and a half years, the lieutenant governor never brought this up uh, as a, as a policy issue to be considered. You take a look now; he's trying to be the anti-establishment uh, candidate uh, for uh, for governor, and the reality is, 
Uh, he spent the last six and a half years as the uh, lieutenant governor. He's not the anti-establishment uh, person. So if there was a real serious conversation about uh, the policy of that, uh, I'd be pleased to have it. But it was very clear that this whole announcement was a political gimmick to try to boast his poll numbers because we saw what the governor's uh, ranked at at this point in time. That obviously impacts the lieutenant governor as well. And yeah. so to me, it was all a political gimmick. Yeah. Uh, we are now joined by Arlen Mikoff, who is the state Senate majority leader. Uh, Republican from West Olive, Michigan. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Steve. Absolutely. We were talking about uh, Governor Cal Lieutenant Governor Cowley's proposal to make the legislature part-time. I said I wrote a column yesterday in the Free Press that I, I didn't think it was a great idea in the current environment. Uh, I'm curious what your reaction is to it. Yeah, I, would, uh, I was hoping if somebody was running for governor, they'd come to the legislature and say, hey, we're thinking about changing things. I, I would also hope that they would acknowledge the, the great work that the, this the couple of bodies has done together to put Michigan in a very unique and, and uh, prosperous place. Uh, so, you know, if you just said, look, uh, we've done some great work, I think maybe there's a, a change we could do differently. Uh, I think the legislature would weigh in and say, hey, uh, you know, if you're looking at that, maybe we do something with term limits, because now you're literally talking about somebody who could be Speaker of the House after serving 90 days in, yeah. or less. Sure, okay? sure. And, and this is one of the only jobs that people don't value experience. Uh, they really don't. I mean, they really think that uh, the longer you're there, the worse you'll be yeah. as a representative of the people. I, I, that hasn't been my experience. I mean, uh, as much as I might disagree with this representative or the other, time is the one thing that I think helps mature them as, as, as lawmakers. Uh, we're a little tight on time here, and I want to uh, get to, there's a subject I absolutely want to get to, uh, the current debate over pensions, teacher pensions here in the state of Michigan. Uh, I had the governor, I had a conversation with the governor earlier about the work that he did early on in his term to shore up the pension system to prevent this argument from, from resurfacing. Uh, Senator Meekoff, uh, tell me why why we need to have a debate now about moving completely away from pensions. Sure. Uh, well, first off, we, we're not good at it as a state. And we continue See, to make adjustments. The governor adjustments. would argue with that. Yeah, well, even, even in the hybrid, there's pieces of it that we like and suggestions he's made that we, yeah. that we like. Okay. But there's pieces of it that are the same as the pension that are built in assumptions that are not correct. Okay, an example. It's assumed that payroll growth and teacher payroll is going to be 3.5% going forward. But actually, over a fair period of time, there's been negative it's growth. There's been much less. Right? Negative yeah. growth. So if you put 3.5% in a spreadsheet and multiply your numbers out by that, your numbers are going to be wrong. Okay? We need to cut the risk for the state and find a more portable, modern uh, retirement system for our teachers. And very much like legislators and staffers. Have. Lots of other people face the, the, that same prospect. Uh, Jim Ananick, uh, tell me why he's wrong. We definitely disagree about this. One, the policies that we've put in place for the last six years has caused that negative growth. And they've opened up charters, unaccountable. We've seen Michigan's education system going from one of the best uh, 20 years ago to heading towards one of the worst, in large part because we've we hold no accountability, cyber schools, charter schools, we force privatization. There's 50,000 less people in the system. And so we've manufactured a crisis that didn't exist when I first came to the legislature. And to blame it on, to, to make the teachers and the school employees, the janitors, the, bear the brunt of that, and actually the taxpayers, because uh, the pension system is supposed to work the people that at the bottom pay for the people that are leaving. And now you're saying we're going to spend $40, $50 billion, whatever that number may be, to get out to get out of it and close it. And in many, many years down the road, maybe we'll put more money into the into the classroom. I think it's the wrong direction. Uh, it's a, you know, we 
we, it, ironically, I mean, myself and Sam and Arlen, we agree on about 85% of things. When we yeah. don't agree, it's these issues like this. It's the 87%. 87%. 87%. Yeah. See? <laughs> See, he doesn't even, you don't even agree on what the percentage is. <laughs> don't even is. agree, but it's close. But it's really close, close. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> Sam, well, one of the things that, you know, we've looked at, when you take a look at the House fiscal analysis, the Senate fiscal analysis, and all the accounts uh, that have come up, before us, I really see that there's ways that we can tweak uh, the system and make it more solvent long term. But for us to take a half a billion dollars out of the system every year just to close it down means that we're going to take a generation of students where they're going to take less money into their classrooms just to politically close down the system when if the issue is some of these assumptions are wrong, let's fix those assumptions. And that's something that we have proposed because to me, I'd rather see that money that we have right now that is in addition to what we expected going back into the classrooms. Yeah. Uh, Senator Beekoff, uh, we've got about two minutes left, so you're going to have the last word. Answer, answer this. Why not? Why not do it that way? Why not try to salvage? Um, why not try to salvage the system for the benefit of the of, of the teachers? I mean, one of the things that, that mystifies me a little bit about this is the idea that somehow teachers don't deserve even better retirement benefits than most other people. These are some of our most precious public employees. Yeah, I, I wouldn't disagree with about the precious public employees, but. Again, a more modern, more portable uh, system of retirement, I think, is important because uh, th th it's shown that folks that are in the teaching profession, if they don't meet the 10 years, they don't get anything out of their pension. Right. Uh, most people don't, when they graduate from college, don't think they're going to work for somebody for 30 or 40 years. They're, they they want something that's more modern, more portable, and actually meets their, their needs even more. Uh, I, I think building uh, an idea about the assumptions are correct is, is the correct idea, and it's very much, here's an analogy I can give you, it's like your credit card. You gotta cut it up, but when you cut it up, you gotta pay it off. <laughs> you can't just make minimum payments every month because the debt keeps going and going and going. Uh, and again, the hybrid has aspects that we like. The governor's uh, put some reasonable ideas on it, but it has this uh, the component that doesn't stop accumulating the debt. And when you're in the hole, you gotta stop digging. Yeah. Okay. Arla Mikoff, State Senate Majority Leader, Republican from West Olive, Jim Ananek, State Senate Minority Leader, Democrat from Flint, and Sam Singh, State House Minority Leader, Democrat from East Lansing. Thanks for being here on Detroit Today. Thanks for having Thank me. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, up next, we are going to talk with a guy whose name is in a lot of people's mouths right now as a potential candidate for governor. Mark Bernstein joins us next. Stay with us on Detroit Today. 